0: to episode two of 10 Years of Arnold, a conversation podcast discussing the films of Arnold Schwarzenegger from Conan the Barbarian to Terminator 2. My name is Mark Santa Steven and I am joined by Dustin Dapre. In this episode, we will be discussing the movie Conan the Destroyer from 1984, directed by Richard Fleischer and starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Will Chamberlain, Grace Jones, and the late, great Mako, Dustin. Give me your opening thoughts on this movie.
1: I'm excited to be here because I'm excited that we're doing this because most of this week was spent reflecting on our discussion last week about Conan the Barbarian. And so I was excited to dive into this movie and I will bear the lead for the first 45 minutes of this movie, this Conan Destroyer, the second one, I I was feeling it and I was prepared to come in here and maybe blow you away a little bit and say, I preferred this one.
0: Be a defender of it, a champion for
1: the Destroyer. Be a champion for the Destroyer. (laughs) And as we will cover, uh, it started to fall apart for me a little bit um, towards the middle. I actually have the moments kind of when it started to fall apart for me. And as I thought more about it, you know that. But while I think most people already know and agree, so it's not a big secret, I would say this one isn't as good as the first one. However, I still enjoyed my time and I'm excited uh, for us to kind of dive in and dig into that a little bit. How do you feel? Because I remember that like, you love Conan the Barbarian, and you had mentioned in last week's episode that you were, you had been previously maybe avoiding this one a little bit because you'd heard some of the discussion around the drop in quality in this one. So I'm curious how you felt.
0: Yeah, it's funny uh, to hear you say that it kind of split 50-50 on the first half positive, second half leaning negative. Potentially, we'll see how you describe it as we go. But for me, it, it was a little bit of the opposite of that. Where it started off and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not what I want it to be. And it's exactly what I was expecting. Uh, and then we get to a couple points in the, the later. Well, really, I guess just maybe the end of the movie where I was like, oh, this is bonkers and I'm here for it. Yeah, I had avoided watching this movie basically because I knew its reputation, uh, that it was disliked even by the real champions of Conan and the barbarian Arnold himself uh kind of you know washing his hands of this movie and arguing throughout its production that uh you know it wasn't what he wanted to make that it was kind of betraying the spirit of the first one
1: yeah uh definitely i had you know there are moments where when i got to the end i kind of felt like well you know i'll save those thoughts for yeah, we'll some yeah. i think we should just get into it yeah here was my experience with it. So rolling into it, first off, bummer. I bought the, the Blu-ray pack where I had both movies. And unfortunately, the Conan the Destroyer disc didn't have a director's commentary. So mm, last week, I uh, shared I was into it. Maybe even studios don't necessarily want to revisit the second one so much. but um, So that's where I was bummed there was no commentary, but that was fine. I still watched the movie two times. And then where I started was I'm going to check out the trailer for this movie. And if anyone had listened to last week's episode, one of my biggest gripes was just how little regard that Conan had for his adventure partners, you know, his loved ones, his friends who supported him perhaps much more than he deserved, in my opinion. And the trailer literally starts off, there's like the voiceover, and it's like, in his first adventure, he fought alone. And I was like, God damn it. No, he did not fight alone. <laughs> he literally died when he was alone. He had some very great, and he was fortunate to have some awesome friends, but That's fine. Yeah. Should we just get into it?
0: Yeah. Kick us off. Tell me how this first, how this first opening scene goes. Well, no, I'll, I'll start. I'll start because I have the first note that I have literally picks up similar to my, how I talked in the first movie about this opening narration and how Mm -hmm. strong I felt it was and how much I enjoyed it. This one, I felt the they have the same narrator. Mako is back. Mm -hmm. The wizard. He has a name in this. We'll see that later, but he's back and he's narrating again. and, you can feel him not feeling this right away. He is, is absolutely phoned in from the very first lines of it compared to the last one.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a little more subtle for sure. And I mean, you can't necessarily blame the guy when you see what they ultimately did to his character. Right. Which is certainly one of my gripes with this movie. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it opens with the intro. He gives that same famous line. Let me tell you this. What was it? Let me tell you the tale of high adventure.
0: He literally says like, I'm going to tell you a tale of the days of high adventure that's like that's his deliver, like just absolute like he just hung up the phone like right after that he was yeah and then uh yeah and then you've got the the horse horsemen riding and the and the epic conan sounding
1: soundtrack oh thank well, thankfully we still had the soundtrack in this movie mm-hmm. same composer same great themes and so that is certainly one of this movie's redeeming qualities the score cuz the the conan scores are fantastic so, yeah, you just kind of see this big party, big dudes. There's probably 10 or so of these pretty sweet warriors wearing um, you know, all black, and they're riding through, and they have this cage on wheels. So you kind of assume they're pursuing someone. It cuts over to our, our hero, Conan. Uh, he's praying. He's kind of down on one knee. He's got his sword. He's praying, and he has a new partner. Yes,
0: Conan... Conan the Prayer, as he was known.
1: Conan the Prayer, yeah. Even though he had no tongue for it. Even though he literally said, I don't pray in the first one. Here he is praying. So here he is praying. Though I'll defend this because it shows a little bit of growth and we're about to get there. But So this, they, they're pursuing him. And my first note is, so in the previous movie, you emphasize like, this is an individual that you don't see very often. There aren't many humans that look like this. And here is Arnold Schwarzenegger wearing a fur speedo so he can wear as little clothing as possible in this movie and you just see how huge he is
0: very deliberate
1: oh you know, totally the director I did read that the director was like one of the worst things about that movie is he was wearing too much clothes you don't get someone who looks like Arnold and <laughs> put, put clothes around him like he's gorgeous he's jacked it's awesome and he's yeah so he's That's, there he's praying. there
0: he's, he is kneeling and he is chiseled. Like in the first movie when he would do his flexes and training montages and stuff and he'd be flexed, he's just kneeling there and his he's just absolutely chiseled. He's
1: huge. Enormous. It sounds like he put even 10 more pounds on between Conan and this, like of just more muscle. Like he is enormous in this movie.
0: So, so, uh, one of the things that I saw was in the first movie, John Milius had wanted him to lose some of the Mr. Olympia physique that he had in order to appear more, while still appearing like Arnold, large and strong and powerful, more like a warrior and less like just a bodybuilder. Interesting. And in this movie, Richard Fleischer is the director, I believe. He specifically went the other way and and had Arnold trained to be... The bodybuilding Mr. Olympian Arnold that he was in, you know, his athletic, his athletic prime. And you can see it. You can see a difference. Uh, I mean, it's Sylvester Stallone in uh, Rocky four. When they're like, we've we've have a we have to make a plan to make his body look like this and uh, also he's very tan in this movie extremely tan yes much more tan than he was in the first yeah one. i
1: wonder how much the bronzing budget was but um <laughs> and then one of the biggest disappointments is uh no Subutai in the previous episode you and i both professed our love and how much we enjoyed Subutai as a character so it was shame to see he wasn't here. We have uh, at this point unnamed, but we find out his name is Malik, and he reveals, you know, the, the warriors kind of get the drop on them a little bit and he, you know, they, they hear them. Conan gets up, he draws his sword and he says, and right out the gate, the Conan's first line is a joke. So that's, it sets the tone for this movie. And he says, well, mm-hmm. Malik says, I think we made the merchants mad. And so that's the sage that they're still living that thief lifestyle. Cause in the first one, Conan is a thief with Subutai and Valeria and he says, well, I think that we made the merchant mad, but we didn't steal everything he had. And Conan just responds with, well, we didn't have time.
0: As he's surrounded by 10 dudes on horses with swords drawn, he's he's making quips. Well, I was fine with it. You're Oh, no. I was fine with it. Okay. I'm glad you were fine with it. I was it. fine with it. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm fine because I don't, I didn't, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I just didn't see, I didn't take the character as serious as many people did. And that's not because the art is bad. It just didn't resonate with me. Um, so I was ready for like perhaps a more lighthearted Conan, but I can un- totally sure. understand why the, the the fans
0: aren't. How did you feel about your first impression of Malik?
1: Um, at the jump, I was like, "This dude's going to be the the jester." He's just instantaneously you know he's just gonna oh, be oh that
0: pays off in a very dramatic way yeah <laughs> at the end of this movie yeah not a fan uh funny to hear you say that uh in the way that it shows up but
1: yeah he's whatever i didn't
0: i i was really un. i was really unhappy with it especially because he is the he is the replacement for subutai
1: yeah and subutai rules you know i'm curious I didn't look this up. I don't know. Did, was there any reason why Jerry Lopez didn't come back? Is it mostly because he just focused on his surfing career? Maybe
0: I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. But yeah, I have no idea.
1: Shame that he's not in this. But we kick off with a.
0: Pr- he, he was act. His character was in the original script. Was he? Yes, and he he, he was um, killed off very quickly in the original script that was. Rewritten, 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 rewritten. Right. But yeah, I
1: mean that's this movie's problem. I mean this movie. A lot of these issues come from studio interference. They wanted the studio. It's well published at this point. The studio wanted to make these movies more accessible. So the way they do that is they tone down the violence and they increase the jokes and you know that sort of thing. So yes, absolutely t- changes that up. But we do open with a pretty cool fight. So the f- I agree. The first thing that we get is you got the two guards. They, they're on horseback. They have these nets and they're trying to capture Conan and he dodges the net and he, a very awesome moment where Arnold, and it's Arnold, it's not a stunt man, grabs this net and he pulls and he trips up these two guards on these horses. Their horses go flying, they go flying. It looks great because it's, it's Arnold because this was Terminator's the first movie, next week's episode. Terminator is The first movie they actually found a stunt man for him because he didn't have like it was hard to find someone who even looked like Arnold. Interesting. So up until that point, he was doing all his stunts. So that shot looks sweet because it's clearly it does look sweet. It's clearly Arnold just yoked out of his mind. And you believe that he's gonna pull two horses or two dudes off of their horses and to trip them up. Um and that was the moment where last week when I had told you that I had vague memories and perhaps I watched this movie. That's it. Because Mm. this was the him pulling the net. It, it like triggered a memory for me. And I was like, okay, this is definitely the deep seated childhood memories I had from Conan. So this must be the movie that I had seen. Mm. It's, I'll be interested to see if that comes back out uh, in any other points in this not movie. Not really glimpses. It's the big one was the net.
0: Him yanking them back off of the, with the net. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. He also, they come at him with another net in a little bit in this fight scene. And he just, takes his sword out and whoosh, slices it down the middle. That was cool. Yeah. I was into that. So the whole
1: point of this fight is basically they're just, they don't want to capture him. Malik and um, Conan have a little f- few lines of dialogue where he's like, they're not trying to kill us. Why are they trying to kill us? Conan's response is, well, maybe they want to capture us, you know, capture us and torture us to death. He's killing them though. Oh yeah. He's dice There's probably 10 guys. And by the end of this fight, there's one. Yeah. One guard with a mask, which when the fight is over, the person in the mask says something about like, I think she just, they call out Conan, wait, I have a job mm-hmm. for you or something like that. Mass comes up and it's revealed to be a woman queen. Well, she comes up and she says, do you know who I am?
0: I don't remember the name of her. So yeah, I hope you wrote it Terramis. down. Okay.
1: He, <laughs> yes. He goes, That's just how much you care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, she said, so yeah, yeah. I was ahead. just saying, you know, she says I'm Teramis and, um, this was Sarah Douglas. She's an act. Do you ever watch the Superman movies, the Richard Donner ones? Oh yeah. Yeah. She plays Ursa, you know, one of Zod's okay. uh um sure. generals there. She's the yes. Yeah, that's her. So she um, you know, says like, I have a job, have a job for, you. for you. I'm um, queen.
0: And he's like, I don't have a queen. Uh, Oh, she's like, that's a great, you don't have a a great line.
1: You, she says, yeah, well, he says, you're not my, she goes, I'm not your queen. You're a barbarian who lives, who lives free in the world. Allegiance to no one. And Conan's response is it is and always will be. And I really like that line because if you, one of the reflections that I had this week was, as I was thinking a lot about last week and our discussion last week, I was, anyone who listened would know that I was very critical perhaps of Conan and, and you Explained it better to me, and just said that's the story. Not every, you know, I was kind of looking at it more of just he doesn't necessarily maybe follow traditional hero the traditional hero arc. And you very wisely said that's fine; it doesn't have to be. There's enough cliches in the world. This is the story, and you're absolutely right. And I, you know, the more I reflected on it, it's probably a little short-sighted on my behalf to assume that someone who was a slave for 15 years would come out of that and perhaps have like the best emotional skill set to be self-reflective and understand when your actions maybe are affecting those around you. You showed me that. And I thank you for that, Mark. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So, you know, I like that line solely because, yes, it makes sense that a slave, someone who was a slave for 15 years is just like, I'm out. No one's my king. No one's going to like own me or rule me ever again.
0: Yes. And from there, from that interaction, which I mean, and she, I like that she acknowledges it too. Um, she's like this, we know who you are and you're, yeah, I'm the queen here Mm -hmm. and you just don't listen to me. You just don't do what I say.
1: So he's like, I got it. She preserves, she has a job for him and he goes, she's like, I'll pay you what you want. And he says, there's not,
0: well, this, this right here is where this like really loses its connection to that character in the last movie for me. This scene, this like
1: conversation. This is where it won me back because <laughs> I like that we disagree here Be- yeah. because I was so frustrated how little he cared about his. And at this point, basically what he wants is you can't have anything back. And she says, I can. Who do you pray to? Basically, it's revealed that he was praying to Krom to try to get Valeria back. He sees Valeria in a, uh, a vision in the fire. And she says, and he was like, you can bring back the dead. And she says, if you complete my quest and get the thing that I need from you, I'll have the power to do it. And I just, I like that at this point he wants the thing that he wanted was i th- i would like to believe that the character who ended the first one who went through that with doom saw how destructive that was came to realize like that was quite the ordeal and he spent some time thinking like hey she actually was awesome i do love this woman and i'd really like to have her back and maybe like is reflecting on his past actions a little bit. So I was like, wow, a little bit of growth for Conan. And then it made me think about the fact that there was once upon a time, six movies plans. And then there was even three movies planned with John Milius. And it's like, kind of makes me sad that we didn't get that. You know, I think it would have been cool if John Milius had ever had a chance to complete his trilogy. And maybe the gripes that I had had from the first movie or the, at the time perceived lack of development from that character would have been explained with further movies.
0: Think of the, uh, director's commentaries we could have had
1: exactly we could have had two more awesome director's commentary Mm, yes but i i I don't want john millius anywhere near princess jenna though (laughs) (laughs) no that's for sure (laughs) after what i learned last week i'm okay without that
0: yes um yeah so when he he's talking to her and she's like the way he falls for this like is is not earned by either character like none of them she's literally just like check this out there she is remember her i know that's what mm. you want i can give it back to you and he's like okay what'll I, i'll do literally anything mm. that's it and and conan especially from that first movie like i do think that they showed him to you know be sad that she was gone but he's moving forward you know he doesn't look backwards i i totally feel what you feel with when you say she was so great and he it's we need him to show some appreciation for her but him being like hung up on that for this movie, it doesn't feel like the Conan that we had in the last one. And and it it, it keeps I mean, it stays with this movie like right. this is this is what he's about for this movie.
1: Yeah. To a to a point where later on in the movie, old Conan rears his head a little bit. And I actually wrote that down. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think that's interesting perspective I hadn't considered. And it's funny because I I think we're both seeing perhaps what we want or it's what we're seeing is totally in line with the, the way you and I saw and appreciated the first movie, which I think the first one, I agree. So he agrees to go on this quest. They take off. They go back to her city. Instantly, Conan is like beloved. As soon as they come in, everyone in town is cheering and raving. The streets are all ablaze and so i'm wondering is this zamora because i my thought was like well and like he set the people free from the cult yeah like in zamora exactly as king osric had mentioned in the first one basically the snake cult had taken over that city i i think
0: the best that you get is that he's famous and so for yeah. him to ride in with the queen as part of her you know he's going to be doing something for the queen with the queen. He's on the queen's side and everyone's like, sweet, this is great. He's great. Yeah. He's, he gets, he gets shit done. So maybe there's something like that going on. And I, I do like that. She has a line in a little bit where she's conspiring with bombata who we'll talk about in a minute, but she, she calls him the king of thieves. Mm-hmm. That's, I think the only time that title is used for him in this movie. But uh, I, I just liked that. It was like, this dude, everybody knows he's the king of thieves. He gets anything he wants if he wants something, he takes it, and that's kind of like the thought I guess of him coming in town as people are like, "Oh shit, he's here, he's crazy, and apparently he's gonna be helping us out. sweet uh, but we also get a camel shot.
1: I say like, we gotta t- we gotta talk about this next moment, and i I almost think I could hear your groans from my house <laughs> <laughs> because." We see this camel, and for some reason, unexplained, again, it's this movie, but Malik is like, hey, doesn't that camel look familiar? He wasn't- Why would he, he say He wasn't that? there. He wasn't there. That's the thing. He wasn't there. I mean, I get, but like, he wasn't there, whatever. And Conan's just like, yeah, it does look familiar. He says to the camel, I'm so sorry what happened last time. Camel spits on him. And last time, obviously, he punched the camel when he was drunk in Zamora. Camel spits on him. He gets pissed. Just doinks the camel on the head, the (laughs) camera, another punching camel. The moment it's supposed to be a yuck, yuck moment. Hated it. I'm sure you hated it. I'm just kind of like I'm rolling my eyes because, again, I don't have the same reverence for the first one. I absolutely (laughs) understand why it would bother someone who does. So I'm just sort of like, oh, man.
0: He also punched a horse in that first battle. You're right. I missed that. He did punch. He the rocks the horse. Yeah. horse right in the jaw um, <laughs> in the does. first battle. That I was okay with.
1: Well, that's the heat of the moment.
0: Yeah, and that and and that's when I that's what I thought. I was like, oh, this is the callback to the punch in the camel. He's just gonna rock this horse in this in the face in this fight. Yeah. And now he also has to hammer fist a camel. And I'm like, man this sucks <laughs>
1: yeah i love this movie sucks i laughed though. I'm not gonna lie i laughed um anyways we're, we get we get to the queen's temple our palace kind yes. of her chamber this looks pretty cool but they go into her inner sanctum and it's just conan and queen Teramis, and they're talking about you know he's he's curious like what do you need for me why did you come find me she reveals that they need to dr- uh so they do a cheer to the dreaming god um dagoth and she reveals that in the Scrolls of Skelos, that a woman child must make a journey, a woman bearing a mark. And she says that my niece, Princess Jenna, has this mark. And so she needs to go on this journey. And he's like, well, what's this journey? Well, so the journey is she needs to retrieve a key that she, only she can touch. And the key is then used to get the um, horn of something, whatever. Some Horn of
0: Dagoth, isn't it?
1: It might be. Um, needs to retrieve this horn. And when you retrieve the horn, Dagoth will return. I'll become powerful. I can bring Valerian
0: back. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me just, let me just, let me just check with you on this again, right? So we got a princess with a mark, right? Did you notice that she does not have a mark until the end of the movie? I was wondering, and I th- did see it at the end, and I was like, where, what, what is this? Where was this?
1: I was super confused because she says a princess who has a mark, and then in a two seconds here, we meet the character. She has no Mark <laughs> later on. She has a Mark and then the Mark's gone again. So I had to actually, <laughs> yeah, when the Mark sorry. shows up later in the movie, I did rewind. Cause I was like, am I, I was drinking a beer, but like, right. <laughs> I think I'm here. It was, yeah, no. So we're on the same page. Yeah. That. No Mark. No, hold, on, hold Jenna. on
0: Hold on. So <laughs> hold on. I just need to make sure I have this plot as laid out by the queen at this moment, a princess with a Mark. She can find a key. The key unlocks something else that they can find, which is a horn. Yes. Which she can bring back to awaken the sleeping god. And then she can bring back, she'll be powerful enough to bring back
1: Valeria. Yes. Okay. Yep, that's the, that's the tour. It's not really explained why she can detect this key or what the mark is. Not the the world building perhaps isn't this movie's best strengths for sure.
0: Yeah. So the only other note I have about this scene is, Conan looks very tan, also still in a loincloth. As he should be. That's basically what he's going to be for this whole movie. Yeah, I think great. he puts on pants once. Yeah,
1: it's great. It's what you want. But he does discuss... There is a good line here, which I, I do like, where she mentions that this key is going to be in a palace protected by the wizard uh, Thoth-Amon, or Tothamon or Thothamon. He's a wizard, and Conan gets a little nervous, and she says, Are you afraid... He's like, I'll figure it out, but what is a sword against sorcery? And I think that was good simply because like he saw the destructive power from Doom, who Tulsa Doom, who was a basic we'll call him a sorcerer for all intents and purposes. So I can totally see why this person maybe is a little apprehensive to magic. Like he did kind of he got through it, but it was a close call. He almost like he was crucified. He had to get revived, he had to have a really a dangerous fight, and then right at the end, he was almost hypnotized by this person's sorcery and he broke free and triumphed. But wasn't necessarily the easiest thing for him, he didn't just like dice through this sorcerer, anyways. We're interrupted by a scream, and we meet Jenna. We meet Jenna, so Princess Jenna screaming in the other room. Teramis leaves Conan, she goes in the other room, and now it's just Teramis and Bombata.
0: Yes, we meet, we meet, we meet Teramis runs into the room, and we meet the screaming Jenna being comforted by. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt
1: Chamberlain, who is humongous. He's huge. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and it's hilarious because he's very much a protective figure of Jenna, who I I think was like 15 when they made this movie. And she was probably like five foot and he's seven whatever. And so it's really funny. She is 14. She's 14.
0: Uh, which causes... All sorts of problems for me with this movie to come. Um, but oh, big time, big time! Did you pick up on him being a eunuch, Bombana? Yeah.
1: No. Oh, now that you say that, I have a line where she drops a real man line on him. Yeah. I didn't know it was, wh- I didn't know he was a eunuch.
0: I thought it was. So it, it's not explicitly said in the movie, but it was part of the original script. One of these main characters was a eunuch and they carried that into this one, which makes so much more sense when you think of what he was charged to do with her mm. uh, and why he's the one that's with her. And when she gives that line, that's pretty much. That seals it. They don't, they don't exactly lay that out, but.
1: Yeah. They don't. She's screaming. Tiramis says, sleep well, girl. You're going on your journey tomorrow. She puts her back to sleep. Probably, it seemed like through magic, because I would hope so, because... She was hysterical. She, she was, was hysterical. Like, well, the reason why I hope it was magic is because it's like, boom, head to the pillow. Apparently, she's asleep enough, and she's like, <laughs> here's my mustache-twirling evil plan. Yes. And as it turns out, shocker, that this whole plan by Terramis is uh, a big farce, and... She says, like, the king of thieves doesn't need to be anywhere near as soon. She's like, my elite guard will follow you, Bambata, as soon as you guys retrieve the key, kill Conan, be done with it, and then you escort her to the, the horn or whatever. So, and make sure,
0: make sure when she gets back, she's still a virgin.
1: Yes, I do emphasize that. She says, this, she needs to be a virgin because otherwise she cannot be sacrificed.
0: Literally, they laid out right there at the beginning of this movie. It's not even like 20 minutes into this movie. Everything. Yet.
1: And you, it's so funny because now you literally just saying that made a, a, a light bulb go off in my head is one of the things that you loved about the first movie was not everything was like instantly spelled out for you. And so you were able to kind of infer and do some, you know, kicking around in your own mind, make up your own decisions. And like, we're 15 minutes into this movie and they're like, hey, here's how it's going down. There's about to be a virgin sacrifice at the end of this. Get ready.
0: Mm hmm. We're going to sacrifice, the princess is going to go get the thing, keep her away from Conan, because any virgin around Conan, you got to watch it. Uh
1: <laughs> I didn't So pick- that's why you're going. <laughs> I didn't think <pick> of that. <laughs> and, uh, I just, I read, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I read that more, like, uh I read that more as the road is treacherous, but. You're, probab- you're probably you're no, probably right.
0: Like, wait, as soon as that cause they hit the road right after that, I think, right? That's pretty much it. They're they're traveling right after that. And the first thing she says is like, she's like,
1: <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this <laughs> specimen. He is not
0: wearing a shirt at all. Is he handsome? Is he handsome? And Mbambata is is riding with her. They're like back a little ways and and he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, I sh- She's like, "I don't know. Is he handsome? Do people think he's handsome? And she
1: says, I've never seen a real man, which I just thought yeah. was just like a weird moment. You already explained it. But like, the only people she's seen is this sad group of guards. So I guess as you've just enlightened me to is a group of eunuch guards. But that's pretty crazy. She's instantly got a crush. I mean, it's...
0: Yeah, I do not enjoy it. Um, Yeah, but they they kind of have this moment. And that's where you get this like... Bombata just kind of being like mopey about it.
1: So we end up in the woods. There's a crossroad and Conan goes left for basically. And she's like, what are we doing? We, eat my senses or whatever we need to go, right? She's like, this is like our first instance of like petulant child. She's kind of being like a little annoying, kind of saying like, I'm the leader here. This is where we need to go. And he's like, Hey, there's rules to every game. And in this game there's magic. So if I'm going to fight magic, I need magic. So I gotta go grab someone. Then we'll be then we'll be right back onto this plane. And Malik's like, Akiro! and gets all excited. <laughs>
0: Which apparently that's his name.
1: Yeah, he didn't have a name in the first one. I think it's cool they gave him a name. It's a perfectly fine name. Um this scene, though, like one of this movie's issues is the first one has a very large sense of scale. You have these like sprawling landscapes and stuff like this and I didn't feel that as much here there's still some decent set pieces and things but even this like forest almost kind of seemed like a sound stage and it's just like how super convenient is that like all right, I was hanging out at this pit I got captured we went back to the city which was in horseback riding and then my boy Akira was just like hanging out right here in the woods I know instantly where he is
0: and he's about to be eaten and killed but we are here at the exact right moment yep
1: he's hanging out and we get our first (laughs) The first of many. And it dawned on me with this movie that like it's our it's Conan's version of saying like, Jesus Christ, because in the first movie, he's mostly using it because like he's seeing Crom and now it's just sort of like an exclamation in this movie.
0: Yeah, I go 100 percent. That's exactly what it is. I, I have it written down here later on. I was like, apparently he just says that when he doesn't know what to say right. and he has to say something. So he just
1: says that saying like, oh, my God, or holy hell, it's Crom, you know. Krom. So he they basically yeah, they have a hero the wizard from the first movie the great mako they have him you know hogtied to this spit it's like these group of cannibals and they're about ready to roast him or whatever conan jumps into battle starts dicing him up and this isn't too bad like he takes off a couple heads he does and that was i actually had this note here because there is a lot of what i had heard about this movie is they tone down the violence what's they do they definitely do This is still a fairly hard PG. Uh, I did read this came out like a month before the PG-13 was a thing. So it's kind of like one of those last, like you watch some of the older 80 movies and you're like, wow, it's a pretty like hard PG. I probably wouldn't fly today. And this is definitely one of them. Like we're still getting a decent amount of blood. We're still getting.
0: You get a flinging head.
1: That's happening a lot here. Conan's dicing him up and basically rescues him. It's a pretty simple scene. He frees the wizard and he just says, I need you. I'm yours. And that's that. Uh, and the first, you know, our, our last week's episode, we talked about how there was a a feeling of, for me anyways, and I think you agreed, was just kind of felt like an RPG in a lot of ways. And they're just sort of like racking up the team, grabbing the next person. And that this
0: is like big time that. Big time that and not as interesting or earned. And I already said about Mako with his um, delivery in the intro, this scene here where he's just like, I'm yours. Mm -hmm. Just not, not feeling it. You can see that he's not feeling it. Compare that to his first lines, his cackling laughter in the first movie. I'm a wizard, mind you. You know, like his just like harsh and intense dialogue. And he being a character that you thought this is someone that they could continue to do more with. What they do with him in this movie is just eye rolling. And I feel like he from the beginning was like, this is a paycheck.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was probably, I think a lot of people were in this movie by contract. Arnold certainly was, it sounds like. And yeah, he, his enthusiasm quite isn't there, but you know, so we get the next member of our party. We move on, we get a a brief desert crossing scene. There's like a skeleton of a woolly mammoth. That's kind of cool. And in this moment, that's when princess Jenna Conan asks a little bit about this jewel. He's like, what's this key? And she goes, well, it's actually a jewel. And he's like, well, I can, can you wear it? And she's like, well, I don't know, but it's, it's called the Heart of Armin, so that's what we're that's where we're headed. We're going to get the the Heart of Armin. So, quick scene, little exposition scene. That's all we really got here.
0: We we need to we need to finish assembling this party though. Yeah,
1: we do need to finish assembling this party. So we end up in this valley with, I guess it's a village. I don't know. It seems pretty small, but it just kind of seems like in this like crevice of a mountain,
0: right? Like it's just like rocks on either side, and there's like some tents. Yeah,
1: not much going on here. You hear a lot of like screaming and chants and uh so they come down and we get our first introduction of grace jones who comes who plays zula as we come to find out and she's just kind of rapidly swinging this staff she's She's
0: chained to a she's
1: chained to a post she's cornered these guys are all kind of poking at her and she's just flailing around trying to stay alive and conan inquires with one of the guys he's like what's going on here and says hey she was part of a team of bandits and they came into our town we killed them all except for her She's the last one. We're going to kill her too, but we're going to have our fun first. So, they're basically just playing with their food. They're torturing her a little bit. And the princess
0: is not feeling
1: it. Jenna's not about it. So, she's like... She's
0: like, she's alone. She's by herself. Yeah. This is messed up. Bombata, do something. Yep.
1: Well, no. She tells Conan to do something. Well, she tells him Bombata first. Oh, yes. And And, Bombata has a great line. Thieves should be hanged. (laughs) I did like that, actually. Yeah, it was good. It's just... I mean, obviously, Wilt Chamberlain. I think this was probably the first and only movie he ever did. But it's literally like the only thing in his credits, from what I can see. Yeah, I looked him up. Like, I think it, I saw I he had like a few credits for some documentaries and stuff. But I think this was the only narrative he ever did. But I did enjoy that line. And so she's like, oh, and then asks Conan to do something. And his answer is just, he breaks her chain, and she's like super happy about it. She's pumped about it. And she starts fighting all these dudes. It's pretty she cool. She also has a tail. Yeah, she has like this, a fur tail. She's a very, very skimpy outfit. It's basically like two leather straps around her chest, a loincloth with like a tail that's like a squirrel tail. Pretty decent. She has a decent kill. She does like stab one dude, I think, in the face or something. And then this is where they lay the comedy on. And I know you hate it, where Conan, two things. First, Conan's aunt, when she was like, princess jenna was like conan help there's six against her and he's like one two three four five six i guess you're right and then like wants nothing to do with it he finally rolls his eyes and i'm just like i want nothing
0: to do with this movie anymore mark (laughs) wants
1: (laughs) wants nothing to do it and then what is it um oh he he, like gives him the three stooges he gives him he gives him the three stooges and it's like okay doink and then they dip out they write off And she comes following. And she wants to join the party. Bombada wants nothing to do with it. So he's like, hang here. I'm going to go talk to her. I don't know what his problem is. I mean, I guess more witnesses, right? Eventually he's going to kill Conan and he's going to betray Conan. So maybe he wants fewer witnesses. Yeah. I don't know. but Or it's just she's a thief and he made his opinion on thieves very well. He he comes up to her and and he's like,
0: she's like, I want to talk to Conan. He's like. Fuck off. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, what? And he's like, no, get out of here. Like, we're not talking. Just leave. Yeah. And she's like, OK. So she like walks away and he's like, OK. And then she just rides back up screaming and jousting with her stick, lances him off of his horse, yeah. like right onto his ass.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She takes him right off. Apparently, she like actually hurt him in this. She I did read Grace Jones, like put like two stuntmen in the hospital and was very aggressive and it also sounds like the two of them didn't get along behind the scenes i, I read mm. that somewhere whether or not that's true or not anytime you read from imdb you gotta take it with a green grain of salt because sure anyone can contribute but well they have a little brawl and it's pretty good i believe oh yeah they they fight um it's decent enough i kind of like the the back and forth in each time and this this is hilarious just because uh will chamberlain has like a normal size sword and he just dwarves this sword it looks like a toothpick in yeah. his hands Cause he's humongous and he's holding it like a baseball bat. And I was like, he's like teeing up. Like he's ready to try to swing Mm -hmm. for the fences. What what was the, I don't even remember what was the, something's about to happen. And then Conan's like, Oh shit, I got to come in and stop this nonsense. I don't, I think they
0: were just kind of like the fight just escalated. Yeah. They were just escalating. And he, he comes running up and he's
1: like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, stop this. And she says, stop it. What are you doing? I would give my life for Conan or yeah, I want to give my, I would, I want to join you. I'd give my life for Conan or something like that. So
0: that's what people do. Someone should tell her that's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> someone you join, should be like, look,
1: yes, it is, don't say that. <laughs> it is bad news when you join Conan because people- Do not say that about him. That's what happens to them. People who join Conan end up dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> absolutely. She's fine in this movie. She is totally fine in this movie. She's fine. She's loving it. I did read that Grace Jones was like pumped to get this and she trained for like 18 months. Like she like worked out and whatever. So I'm always. She is.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm she, I thought she did a, she did a great job in this movie. Like her character was totally fine. Yeah. Um, had some cool action scenes and definitely brought an energy Mm -hmm. that you would feel. And, she had some funny lines, yeah. too. Some funny moments, um, you know, as a whole, since we'll just talk about this right now, like as a whole, I found her to be a enjoyable addition to this movie.
1: I would take her over Malick for 100%. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the gang's all here. So we got our whole party assembled. We arrive at the castle of Tothamon.
0: The ice castle.
1: Ice castle out in the middle of the lake. It's getting kind of late, and, but Princess Jenna wants to go. She's itching to go. And I thought this was one of the better comedic comedic lines. I'm curious what you think. But I do like when she was like, let's go now. And Conan's like, no, we go in the morning. And she goes, I'm the leader here. And he's like, we'll lead in the morning. It'll be better because <laughs> I, uh, we need some rest.
0: Yes. No, it was good. It was good. So they go. They all take naps. Uh, everyone's sleeping like, you know, normal people sleep, right? Like they just lay down and they go to sleep. Not if you're an eight foot tall man, you sleep standing up, apparently.
1: Well. Here's my biggest gripe with this scene too. So, we we meet the wizard. He's like watching them through a crystal ball, kind of. Oh, lame. He's horrible. Well, whatever. He looks weird. He's got this weird eye. He's not great. He's awful. He's not great. Oh, yeah, not great. Anyways, he turns into a bird while they're sleeping. Looked more like a pterodactyl to me, but the summary said bird. And so he flies away. I was thinking like dragon. Yeah, be way cooler than a bird. You don't say. Yeah, like, whatever. But he goes to kidnap Princess Jenna, and I'm thinking like. You don't roll up on a creepy wizard's lawn and take a nap without someone on guard duty. How or how are they not taking shifts right here? You got to take a shift. You got to take yeah. a, a guard shift. Conan makes a number of
0: bad common sense decisions in this movie. I'll bring up another one the next time they have a camp out. But no, no shifts. They're all sleeping. Yeah, they're all just and, snoozing. And bambatha standing up
1: asleep. Is he standing up or is he just sitting and he's ginormous? He looks like he's, he's standing
0: up. Uh, you. I'm 90% sure that he's standing, but you did make me question it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's standing up.
1: Because as much, as much as you talked about Arnold being a human you don't see every day, that's Walt Chamberlain. You do not see a- 1,000%. 7, 4, whatever it was. 1,000.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: So they wake up. Oh, so, yeah, they realize she's, she's gone. missing. Yeah, and so they kind of panic a little oh, bit.
0: Oh, the, he 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 lays her down in this bed. This creepy wizard lays her down in this bed. He's got these like r- these two golden ring claw things on his uh, fingers on one of his hands, and he's got this scar on his face. He's got this pointy hat, and he just looks the ultimate horrible creep and he sounds creepy he's talking creepy and he just like lays her down and he's like tomorrow you will touch the heart of ariman he's like as no one has done in a thousand years and i'm just like
1: get this guy away from her get this guy out of here he's awful i hated him a lot he sucks he definitely sucks no doubt so they realize she's missing the, the rest of the crew so they freak out Conan's like, Akira, where'd she go? He wanted some magic. And this is like the first, this is like a bummer moment because you get the first glimpse of like how Akira is going to do his magic. And it's very just stupid looking like he, they make him like put his hands together and he like squeezes his head real hard. and He's like, nah. and it's just like, doesn't look great. And it doesn't make him seem like a powerful wizard. It almost kind of makes him just more of like a clown, but I didn't care for it.
0: It's horrible. It's it's horrible. It's literally, and, and I thought about this also with the fact that they're going to this wizard. In the first movie, the only one that you have referred to as a wizard is Mako's character. He's just known as the wizard. Yeah, even
1: Doom's not called a wizard.
0: Even Doom is not called a wizard. You could assume they're kind of like the same, similar thing, whatever. In this movie now, since this is the second movie, it's a franchise. We need to pick things from the first movie to expand upon in this movie. You got wizards everywhere. And now we got to talk about how the magic is. How did the wizards do their magic? They all suck. All the wizards magics (laughs) suck. Um, And it's a shame that Akira's is not cool. Uh, At all He literally just like Makes a weird hand sign Or he twitches his hands In weird ways Closes his eyes and goes He goes like this (laughs) And then he's like He's like (laughs) She's there At the castle And they're And like He's the one who says it Take him by a bird And it's just like Oh god it's terrible Yeah And he does They have him do it Over and over again And I'm like Man This dude Was the dude who Used the magic To bring Conan back From the dead Yeah He's cool. He did cool stuff. He, the gods owe him favors.
1: Yeah. Oh man, you're making me get to my, my my cutoff sooner than I was when I watched it alone. Yeah, it's bad.
0: I felt it right here at this point with him. Not only had he kind of been phoning it in, and and I could tell that he was not excited about this movie or into this character. Yeah. And when they do this here, I'm just like, man, this sucks. Yeah.
1: At this point, the the armor's. There's chinks in the armor for me. Yeah, sure, sure. We're, we're getting close to the moment where like it gets shattered open and I'll, I'll point that out <laughs> when we get there. But. So,
0: so they ride on this boat, right? They're going to like, we're just going to, there's the castle over there. We don't know how to get into it, but we're just going to ride this boat over to it. And they come into this cave system underneath mm-hmm. a river underneath a cave. And it's got this kind of diamondy looking stalagmites, stalactites all over the place and they're sparkling and this dry ice fog around the water and they lead it up to some steps and they're like well now what now how do we get in and so they do the same thing that they just did two seconds ago akiro where do we go and he does there's a tunnel down there and they got to jump in the water all the while malik this whole time has been like someone should stay at the camp uh, or he's like well, sh- do I need to go down there? No, I don't want to go down there. Somewhere. I don't want to go down there. And and I, I think Conan's like, just stay yeah, here. Yeah, go ahead and stay. <laughs> and he, they all go down and he's like, "Well, what will they do without me? They need me. Oh, it's so bad. This is where I have my note for th- how I really kind of feel about this movie and how I could sum it up. This is where, this is the, where it clicked for me, uh, if you will. So, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit. But in this scene, as I'm looking at the production value of the set, as I'm looking at the all these things that they've been doing so far, it's, it's making me feel like I'm watching a movie like The NeverEnding Story, mm. a family movie um, with a certain type of production value of its time. Yeah. This makes me feel like I'm watching that with none of the charm. Just... The, the, they've totally gutted the charm that those movies had. They they didn't have it in the first movie. That's not what they were going for. They were telling a different story then. And they just left that behind. And they're like, let's make this one of these
1: movies. And they don't have it. It's not there. I wonder like, if, as I'm watching it, for me, there's a little charm here. But if you're connected and love that first movie, you're already like net negative charm because that's not what that movie is about. So you're not going to win people over because they're just going to sort of feel betrayed rightfully so, but like, absolutely. No, I'm with you. There was a moment, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but to your point, I already mentioned kind of like the sense of scale that the first movie have has that I don't think that this one does because whatever, when they eventually escape from this palace and we'll get there and they're, they're kind of through the same tunnel that you just described to me, I don't know if you felt this way. It felt like I was looking at like a Disney ride, Like, you know, when you go on like the log fumes, it just looked cheap. It looked whatever. And this movie had a huge budget. So it's just kind of weird that they didn't pull it off. I mean, I'm still chalking it up to studio interference. But anyways, going back to where we are in the story, this was another large kind of chink in the charm armor for me where I didn't really like... Uh, what I was seeing was they're all getting out they you Mark just described they swim underneath they're going to this alternate door which is like what why is there like an alternate door three feet away underneath a little right. swimming pool but whatever they get out they're all getting out they're all kind of shaking off and when Zula gets out she's wearing her we already described it like a loincloth with like a little raccoon tail or whatever at the back she mm-hmm. gets up and grabs it and like shakes it off and they add like this little sound effect it's like a little bell like straight out of Disney it's like ding 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 because it's like this cute little, like, she's shaking her tail. I was like, ugh, that was definitely like, all right, I'm starting to see through this movie. You had me for the first 25 minutes and it's starting to fall apart a little bit.
0: I also have a note at this point in the movie. I have a note that says this movie is called Conan the Destroyer and he has not destroyed anything yet.
1: Mm, I mean, he destroyed some dudes in the beginning. <laughs> he destroyed a camel's dome. He destroyed a camel's <laughs> dome, but he destroyed some dudes in the beginning. But yeah, he isn't. He's not as badass in this one. Nothing you would call him a destroyer for. No. They quest up. They basically they just go up this long staircase or whatever, and they go to open this door. They get to the top of the staircase. It's not a very perilous adventure. I think someone hey, trips, let, but it's whatever.
0: Let me ask you again because looking at this top of the staircase, this winding staircase that just wraps and wraps and wraps and wraps up this massive pillar. Yeah. In the first movie, can you think of a set in that movie that looked like it was just not believable?
1: No. I mean, that's one of the movie's strengths because the like Temple of the, Set. Even the
0: Temple of Set is exactly what I was going to say. That's probably the most fantastical thing that they built.
1: They, well, yeah. The Temple of Set is super real. The Mountain of Power kicks ass. Like Hell it, yeah. It looks awesome. And I mean, I, I just as I just described, like this movie does in many ways does feel kind of cheap, which is as far as i'm aware i don't know I, I think it has a bigger budget than the first one but so it's just it I is think a bummer. It Was like almost
0: exactly the or same, the same but either way it was really close. but
1: if they were able to pull that off in the first one it's kind of a bummer that they couldn't main at least maintain the sense of scale and place and setting that that one had yeah but uh, i do have a note here when they get to the top of the stairs they look in this room and they're like oh we gotta get in this room and conan's like to help me lift this door And I just have a note that says, Jesus Christ, Will Chamberlain is huge Yeah, because this is one of the first shots where like he's lifting with Conan and he's a muscular dude. I mean, he's not Arnold yoked, but he's still an athlete and he's pretty muscular and he's humongous. So he's flexing and he's next to Arnold and it's like, oh my God, like Arnold just looks like a normal person because Will Chamberlain is humongous. But so we're in the we're in the jewel room. How do you feel about the jewel room, Mark? It's bad. Now, if you own the jewel room.
0: Mm-mm. So he comes in and it's just, this is just the Hall of Mirrors room, right?
1: Yeah, that's where we are. Yep.
0: Yeah, 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 the, yeah. So this is, he steps into this room and the, the thing closes behind him and Conan is separated from his companions. Mm-hmm. They can't get in. Um, and he's looking in just all mirrors all around him. And they're standing outside. They're banging on it, trying to get in. And Malik is like, Use your magic, yeah, and and he's like gets up and he's you know still constipated or whatever. He's like, and he's like, can't do it. And what does Malik say? Stick to juggling, yeah. He's like, like you're that.
1: what some magician you are? Go back to juggling apples. Uh, oh, that, terrible! I that got, got an ugh from me because it's like you're talking to a hero here. Dude, he brought Conan back from the
0: dead. You? What have you done besides swallow some jewels? Swallow
1: some jewels and you like do your move or you jump and stab some guy with your two daggers. Yeah, you butt. jump up behind
0: someone on their horse and stab him in the back. Uh, yeah, terrible. But yeah, so Conan's in this room and then they kind of do this. I thought this reveal was neat. Yeah. Where they got these this several characters with these robes and a big hood all the way covering, completely covering the face. They kind of merge into one or they walk around and a bit until there's just the one there. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he flips back the hood and you've got this rubber monster prosthetic face yeah. on. That's like,
1: well, you know what reminded me? Cause you have all those characters coming together to create the monster. You know what that reminded me of was uh, you ever played link to the past Zelda link to the past. Uh, I have, I was gonna I be have. disappointed if you hadn't, but you know, in the first act of that game, when you collect all the pendants and you're going go to fight the wizard, who's captured mm. Zelda. He does the like mirage mm. wizard. That's what I was reminded here. It was better then. It's better in link to the past. hundred percent. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> not, not for no, sure. That's not up for debate, <laughs> but I just, I was still reminded of perhaps a better piece of media. Yeah. <laughs> this
0: this monsters is, is in this fight is just, this is not,
1: this is rough. I have a few notes on this. First of all, did you look up who this is? Who played him? this guy? Yeah. No, it's Pat Roach. Do you know who Pat Roach is? no pat roach plays the gigantic nazi in raiders of the last Ark. oh
0: that, oh yes that, no yes i so i remember seeing his portrait in the list of actors for this movie and i was like
1: what, who is who was he in so this? he plays that makes sense. he plays the mirror monster so he's the gigantic nazi from later raiders of the last arc that gets kicked into the propeller which yes rules.
0: he shows up in a few things he's around that i like yeah. yes yeah
1: he's around yeah i put this it's fine it's whatever they're I mean, the best part of it is when he's pulling Arnold's arm, arms back, and you can kind of admire like Arnold's gigantic oh, muscles. Th-
0: that's the one note that I have is he pulls Arnold's arms back, and he he flexes in and pl- throws him over his shoulders just with his arm strength, or at least that's what it looks like. That's what they make it look like. That part, I was like, "Oh, look at
1: him. But this monster's got this black head, and it's clearly a rubber mask, which in, yes. I understand in universe it's not supposed to be. That's fine. But- He's got this rubber mask. He's wearing this red cloak and he comes up and he kind of does this like body grab of Conan and it does like a His body. mouth
0: doesn't move. It nope. just stays in this uh, open.
1: Uh, but he does this body tackle and I just put like, this feels like a Cimmerian luchador fight because he just mm-hmm. looks like he's doing weird wrestling moves, but mm-hmm. he's all hammed up in this red cloak and this rubber mask. But the, the silliest part is when he grabs him by the feet and does the spin move and mm-hmm. like you see Arnold's like, Whoa. I was like, this is. This is really silly when he's spinning Conan by
0: the feet. And there's a place for those types of action scenes. And I I just don't think Arnold is the guy to do it with.
1: Yeah, you don't. Arnold's not your like crony that gets spun around. That's not how you demonstrate. There's like you're not achieving, I think, what maybe they thought they were achieving, which is like that that sense of moment when your perceived indestructible hero is suddenly perhaps being bested and you're like, whoa this dude doesn't get bested like you see that right. in movies but that's not they're not pulling it off here
0: or even just the comic relief uh you know physical comedy thing of like whoa, whoa yeah that's not kind yeah. of thing like he's not the guy for that he's not the guy especially coming from that last movie whatever I mean we we know they wanted to distance themselves from that movie with this movie. But I mean, it just, it was not, it was a disaster, this scene. And then he accidentally stumbles into how to hurt the wizard, which is he Break like the s- mirrors. swings the sword behind his head or he gets knocked back and his sword goes behind his head and breaks a mirror and the monster goes Aah! and is, has this massive mm-hmm. cut on it because he was swinging his sword at it and it's just going right through it. So he can't cut the monster with his sword, but the monster can, you know, wrestle him. Uh, and then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to smash these mirrors. So he smashes the mirrors for what feels like seven straight minutes of mirror smashing. There can't possibly be as many mirrors as he smashed. Uh, as <laughs> and they Each time the monster's flailing. Yeah, for sure. The monster's flailing and screaming and it's not even fighting anymore. It's just mirror smashing and they're watching him until there's two mirrors left. Two mirrors left and Conan knows the wizard is hiding behind one of these mirrors. The other mirror behind is his party, and he's like, "I know you're behind one of these." And he he looks at uh, the wrong one, right? And they're all behind the mirror. They can't. He can't hear them. They're all like, "No, no, 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 no!" And just before he chucks the sword into his friends, he turns around and he chucks it into the other one, and he knew. Outsteps the wizard. Wizards impaled. The nasty, nasty.
1: Ugh, <laughs> wizard
0: gross wizard thank god he's gone with this sword through him he comes walking out pulls out the sword drops it and then he I think he like reaches for the jewel and then he just collapses and he he becomes a pile of mirror, of broken mirrors yeah
1: that was the big reveal at this moment this fight made me think of the um teenage mutant ninja turtles from the 90s are you familiar with those movies The like the, the ones from the 90s where like it's like the jim henson puppet suits yeah! Oh, yeah! Yeah! Like so, the first one's like legitimately good. I honor, uniron- I like yes. unironically love that movie, and it was like a surprise hit at the time. It was like the biggest independent, the most profitable independent movie ever made. Um, and it's actually like dark, and they use their weapons, and there's interesting themes. And then the same thing, the second one comes out,
0: they're secret like, we got to, we got to,
1: secret to use, we got to dumb the violence down. They don't get to use their weapons. It's all more humor. And yeah, I was like,
0: baby. <laughs>
1: exactly. I just, I was reminded of that here, but anyway, so Jenna screams, she screams, they get her, they free her. She grabs the jewel as she starts to, uh, she grabs the jewel, the heart of Aramon. And as she grabs the jewel, the palace starts rattling. Oh, you, missed, and,
0: you missed one moment. One th- quick thing I want to mention as he steps up, she steps up to go grab the jewel. Um, Conan goes,
1: Crom. Oh, we got another Crom. He does. Crom. He's just so mesmerized. Palace is collapsing. Whatever. They escape. They get back on their boat. They flee. Just as they're fleeing, the palace collapses, and malik has a line about it being like an all an illusion or something like that. So, I guess by the the nature of Tom Tothamon being murdered
0: or the jewel being taken, yeah. That that's what
1: causes this uh, palace to collapse.
0: Yeah. Uh, in conclusion, this this whole sequence just absolute train wreck. Yeah. So it moves pretty quickly from here. It feels like uh, we get off the the castle collapses into the sea. They ride out on off of their. They go out on their boat to back to their campsite. They get their horses, and they go into the forest and are immediately ambushed.
1: Immediately ambushed by the elite guard because as you remember, Terramis was like as soon as we got the jaw, jo- uh, my. Guards gonna follow you as soon as we get it. Kill Conan.
0: And this this scene uh, is interesting. I think there's some cool fighting in it. Actually,
1: there's okay, but this is where I start to notice. So I had already mentioned it was like a, a hard PG, but there is what they're doing is, is that style of fighting where you've seen it in movies before, where you get the action, whether it's the swing of the sword right. or whatever, it cuts. But the and execution, the, you don't is see off-screen. the thing exactly. So the you swing cut. The sword's already in the person, and so we're getting a lot of that style. It's very kind of jilty and less so towards the end, but like here, and that's I feel like that's how they're toning down the violence in this. I mean, basically, Princess Jenna gets captured off her horse, taken by one of the guards. So Conan like goes just off. grabbed off
0: her horse, onto his horse, rides off.
1: Conan takes off in pursuit. They kind of square up in this field, which is one of the better set pieces of this movie. I feel like this hundred
0: percent. This field looks cool. This showdown is cool. I think this whole showdown is cool.
1: I mean, he's doing a lot of horseback fighting. They're kind of going back and They're forth.
0: They're sword fighting on their horses. They kind of grab each other and drag each other off of the horses, wrestle, off, and then you see the fall. The two of them fall off the horses onto the ground,
1: and then they square up. They square up. They kind of do their dual stance, and this is where, and I cannot emphasize this enough, Arnold looks huge
0: <laughs> this is his moment i mean this moment is incredible because he they and they linger raises on it too.
1: his arms he kind of goes full full eagle and it's just
0: well he does like two or three poses and then yeah brings the sword down in front of his face if you look the camera was placed so that the blade of the sword is a perfect straight line directly in the middle of his eyes as he's looking at his opponent After just full flex brings his sword in front of him.
1: Huge. I mean, it's enormous. Unbelievable. So they get into this. It's pretty good fight. I like this fight. I like this one-on-one fight. I think I like it back and forth. Like this dude is no scrub. No, no, he's good. And it's good because it's, they're supposed to be part of the elite guard. So if it was no challenge for Conan, it loses, loses its, you know,
0: muster. He does get a, he does get, when he gets the better of him, you get, you get the slash across the belly. Yeah, which was nice. He gets a slash across the belly. The guy goes
1: down. There is a moment in this fight where I, I, in the first movie we talked about how they kind of blend a little bit of styles because Conan gets training from what appears to kind of be like martial arts masters. And they do that a few times in this movie because he's doing like a kind of a twirl of his yes. sword.
0: Oh, he he goes. Yeah, which he is does more, it's awesome.
1: Oh, you think it's awesome? I, think I thought it's it was like, awesome. No, I think it's super corny. <laughs> it like because he's I think I like the idea conceptually yeah. where they're kind of blending these styles but it's like a thing that's done with typically a thin katana, not a gigantic broads barbarian broadsword. So, but he, so he's flinging it around, but yeah, that's fine. It's whatever. I just, I think in theory, conceptually, I like the style hybrid fusion more so than actually in when seeing it.
0: I I think that, uh, it, that, that twist, I was very much here for and, And those moments of lingering action scenes, and then doing something over the top in the action scenes i'm here for that and and he i mean he twirls this thing like in like he goes behind the back switches hands all over the place and and then he like pauses and poses and he looks amazing you know,
1: i'm down with the poses the poses are great
0: the way they threw it all together was definitely like you're watching it and then it keeps going and you kind of like are able to like we were watching it so long that you just like turn your head and you're like it's He's still spinning this thing around. (laughs) But the fight was cool. Like this dude's, this was one of the better action scenes in the movie. Yeah. Before this happened, you get one little peek at Bombata um, because Zula is going to go after the princess with Conan and she goes to ride her horse after him. And he, Bombata, is like looking around uh, Shady and he just rides his horse into Zula's horse, and they both go down. Yeah, he says so something he, like,
1: stop you fool, or something like, don't pursue this elite guard or whatever. But he just has like a quick kind of throwaway line. But you're right, he takes her out, so she he takes can't- her
0: out, and Conan goes to fight this guy alone, so she couldn't go to help him. No, And so that they do this a couple times, and I'm not always sure. I wasn't, the first time I'm watching it, wasn't always sure what they were doing. I assumed that it was, did he just get tripped up? Is he trying to sabotage them? Is this when he's going to betray them? Also, I don't know yet whether his character is going to have any kind of change of heart or something like that in this movie.
1: I'm glad that he didn't because there's been nothing in their quest so far. There hasn't been a moment where Conan saves his life and suddenly he's like. And they don't do that. And that's fine. To its credit, they don't because Conan (laughs) best. He wins that fight. Uh, He's and all of a sudden, just behind him comes Bombata on this horse, takes a massive swing with his gigantic swing at him. Conan dodges it with his sword, briefly gets knocked over, but stands up. Jenna runs in front and she's like, "Bombata, stop!" She's like, "What are you doing?" Conan's like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) He's literally like, "What the fuck was that?" (laughs) You just what was that all about? And he gets like, and then she's like, "What's the deal?" And he's like, "I thought you were gonna attack the girl." And he gives like the most like. That's like the most bullshit. And why didn't he say anything? Yeah, I don't know. Why but didn't he
0: call him out on his bullshit? I think mean, at that He's point, like,
1: yeah, I'm I'm out. I think at that point, I mean, I'm out. Like you, and, this well, dude and clearly he, wants to kill me.
0: He, he he his his weapon is this massive mace with a spike axe yeah. spike in it. It's yeah. huge, and he like literally just goes for his head, swings it at him. He blocks it. And then is on his horse, he turns around, and Conan is literally, he's just like, arms are up in the air, like, what is going on right now? And then she's like, yeah, stop, stop, stop. And then he's like, he, his excuse is, I thought you were going after the girl. Why did you think that? Yeah. What would make you think that? We were just attacked. We were just attacked. I literally saved her. I literally saved her. I'm fighting the people that attacked us. I pursued Why her. Why do you think that I'm going after
1: her? I pursued her. Where the hell were you?
0: Where were you? Where were you? What is- and then and he just like doesn't just- question him. And then then he goes, Like, these are the Queen's guards. What are they doing here? And his only response is, They're not it's not by her orders.
1: Okay. Sounds good. I'll believe that. Like, hey, he these dudes were wearing the exact same uniforms as you just tried to jump me. And then you tried to jump me.
0: And now you're just like, well, oh, I, I don't well, know. I just I thought I'm you were just going I protecting just protecting Princess so Jim. Yeah. She the queen didn't send him. I know that. Oh, I, I know, know that from her. Yeah.
1: So he whatever. Conan I mean, and I I wouldn't say he buys it, but he accepts it. And then right
0: what so he's just now become suspicious of this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. This yeah. has been a very suspicious sequence of events. He's suspicious of the person that's traveling with him. What's the first thing he does at the next camp that they go to together? Get trashed.
1: Get wasted. This is (laughs) absolutely lit. Yep. (laughs) Like, dude, you just, this guy (laughs) just tried to kill you
0: and you're not going to like keep your wits about you (laughs) around him. You're just going to bottoms up.
1: Yeah. I've alluded to it several times. This is, this is where it started to fall apart for me uh, for several reasons at this camp scene. Ugh. Yeah. So we're at this camp scene. It's they're at this campfire. Conan's got wasted. Um Bambata's just sitting there like sharpening his sword. So first off, uh Zula has a wound from the battle. She's tending it. And um uh, Akiro and Malik are doing whatever. Malik comes over to Zula and all of a sudden he's like this huge incel. Uh oh, yeah. red, it's red this red pill incel. Uh So he comes up and he says like She's got this wound on her inner thigh and he's like, use this. She's putting berries or whatever on it. And he's like, use this. It's better. It's like a special wizard tonic or whatever we made for healing wounds. Let me put it on for you. So he's like applying it to her inner thigh and he just starts going lower and lower like towards her crotch. And it's just like, and then she finally says like, yo, dude, my wound is not there. And he's like, well, we don't want infection to spread. And she's just like, I'll split your skull. Like, you need to get away from me, you (laughs) fucking freak. Get out of here. Like, get out of here. And then he, like, proceeds to, like, pout. He's like, oh, this is what's wrong in the world. You try to help someone. It's like, no, dude, you just tried to sexually assault someone. You need to get lost.
0: You're a huge creep. You're so weird. Your voice sucks.
1: You're terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the first part. That was the
1: first part. I was like, ugh, we don't need incel memory. And we don't
0: like, think luckily we never go back to any of that.
1: No. Well, there's a brief moment coming up, but not nearly as bad. And then uh so now Conan's drunk. I'm down with drunk Conan. I actually think that like not wise narratively speaking, but I actually think Arnold's like drunk acting is pretty good. He almost, I wondered if he was maybe actually drunk because he's doing the like. (laughs) Because you've
0: heard him drunk on (laughs) microphone before. Through the
1: commentary. (laughs) But really what it is for me is like the kind of droopy eyes he's got going on. I was like, that's like, that looks like a dude who's had a lot to drink. But anyways, Jenna comes over to him and he has like a wound and she wants to put on cream. And then she goes, I suppose nothing hurts you. And he says, only pain. Hate it. You hate that? Hate that line. Yeah, I kind of liked it. Someone's gotta. Anyway, she starts asking her, like, you know, he's like, What's your plan? What's your? she goes, what's your plan after we finish this quest? And he says, I'm gonna take my queen or take my kingdom with my queen. My kingdom I was promised. What kingdom is he talking about? I had no idea.
0: Yeah, so I think I think what this is about is Oh,
1: wait, is this the Zamora? The uh, demon witch? Zamora Zamora. This, this, oh, so, and yeah. so
0: he's and and this was not in the first movie. He was not pursuing becoming a king in that first movie. He was only pursuing revenge.
1: Right. But remember, the wit says- She said- There will be a guy or a, a strong northerner who will become a king by his own hand. So maybe he's starting to reflect so that's on that. So
0: put it in his mind. And I, I know that this is part of the story of the character of Conan. And again, I said this in the last movie or the last episode. I have not read the books. I have not read the comic books. So I don't know. I'm not here to be the Conan lore expert. I'm just talking about these movies. But he becomes a king, and that's a big deal right. part of his story.
1: And they allude it at the end of the first one because it it, yes. cuts, it ends with the old Conan, which spoilers. This one does too. But
0: so they there's this thing about him pursuing this destiny, and that's part of this movie. He's it's in his mind. I'm going to become a king by my own hand.
1: Cool. Yeah. You at got some me there. point. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. When and I was that, watching it, I didn't pick up on and that.
0: And yes, that is that is as far as these movies are concerned and the continuity of these movies are concerned. The first time that he thought of that or heard of that was Yeah. The Witch.
1: The Witch. Gotcha. So she so she's like, Who's your queen gonna be? And he's mm. like, Valeria. It's gonna be Valeria. And I was like, I mean, you guys know me at this point. I was like, All right, go Valeria. Valeria kicks ass. I'm glad that he's staying loyal to Valeria. But this whole point of this conversation is she was like, could there never be another queen? Like she clearly has a crush on Conan and she wants to fill that slot. And I do like that he has some resolve. He's kind of like, no, like she's it. She's fierce. She's awesome. She's the one for me.
0: And you, did you write down what he said? The the pun? She, or? she says, she, yeah, could there ever be someone else? And he goes, lot on your knife. I yeah. mean, I'm not on your life. Yeah. Didn't like that. Not a fan. Hey, I mean, he's a very identifiable Trump right person. <laughs> uh, I I just I cringe at these scenes with her and him.
1: Oh yeah, and, they're and the,
0: the scenes of her, you know, crushing on him and and all that. I just I it repulses me.
1: It's it's not great, no. And then she goes over to Zula because she's like, I didn't realize women could be warriors. I uh, that's pretty cool. Could you show me how to be a warrior? she's like yeah cool great i'll show you i'm all about this she's like goes to give her like a practical lesson and then drunk conan gets up and he's like no if you're gonna learn how to fight use a real weapon not a toothpick <laughs> and it's like Ugh. not a toothpick and this is this is where it really lost me because then he's like do this and he does this like tries to teach her drunk he can't hold the sword she holds the sword and it's too heavy it's that classic gag where it's too heavy for her. and i was like okay that's I've had as much like okay I see I see the problems here I was I was with you for the first forty five minutes I thought I was going to dig the kind of light lighter tone of this movie but it really started to fall apart for me um
0: at this moment so think think about the like contrast that with some of the campfire scenes
1: in the first movie the first one when they're talking about like philosophies and gods he, him and, and
0: Subataya at the fire and we mentioned that as being like a a highlight scene like a, a scene that we enjoyed sure I mean they have other campfire scenes and this like moment of downtime, I guess with this party. And you're just like, this party sucks, man. These guys suck. Malik sucks. He sucks. Bombata. He's a traitor. He's, you know, he's not a guy you want to hang out with. Conan is drunk. He sucks right now. Cause he's drunk.
1: Akira has been totally Flanders, flanderized Flanderized, And like, yeah. think
0: about like the, a time that you've been like hanging out with a group of people and one person was drunk. And no one else was. Not fun.
1: Yeah, no. Not a good hang?
0: Not a good hang. Definitely that's, not. That's Conan in this moment. He's the one drunk dude at the, the <laughs> at the, <laughs> at the party. And you're like, dude, get out of here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're our proverbial leader. No thanks. No thanks. Right. So that's the campfire scene. And then they're questing towards this temple. And she's still all kind of hung up on jenna princess jenna still all hung up on conan so yeah so what's your take on this next scene i let let me um i'm okay with the zula part and then it gets real bad with the malik part you don't like the malik part so
0: i got two thoughts uh number one i thought that some of this was funny for what it was for the words that they said i thought that they was kind of funny two when i think about the things that we'd talked about already with this girl the crush on conan Everything that they're doing with this tension between the two, I really don't like it.
1: I don't like it narratively. It doesn't like skeeve me out just because like, as I mentioned, like the concept of a teenager having a crush on an adult like that happens. That's I mean, it's not great, but it happens. But Conan's not doing anything to like reciprocate. And so no, he is not thank god thank god like and that that's why it's fine like for me. not like, at all like you know, not he, even close he wants nothing to do with it which i think is great and that's how it should be like an adult should be like no thanks teenage crushes whatever that's just it's a thing that's been around sure when she's talking to zula i think it's fine because it, it just shows like the differences in their culture so she asks she asks zula she says hey if you're attracted to a man how would you get him and zula is just kind of like a very powerful person and takes what she wants. So she simply says that she's like, I would just grab him, take him, take him. Like grab if him, that, take if, him if you got your eyes on a man, grab him. And she was like, grab him. And there's a little bit of a, like, you know, a naive teenager just I was mm-hmm. like, what are you, what is she talking about? Yeah. What so, is she talking about? So she's like, instead of asking, I only Zula, hang out with eunuchs. Right. It's like, totally. Instead of asking Zula, she's like, Hey, I need to go <laughs> ask Malik." worst person in the world to ask (laughs) like dating advice what are you thinking i don't care if you've known this dude for a day worst idea ever you got to pick up the vibes from this guy that he's not the dude you're asking about this she goes zula said that if i want a guy i should just grab him i should take him what does that mean and he's like "Uh, uh, 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 uh." and he's like stammering and so he has the talk with her that no one else has had. Uh, uh, well, a guy has. Uh, 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 you you take him
0: by the, and he grabs you by the, and then yeah,
1: yeah. I mean he he's he's stammering and he's trying at like he's like oh well yeah he's got to do this and she's going to do that. So it's like the worst birds and the bees conversation ever. It's the hey.
0: worst birds and the bees conversation ever. He literally says,
1: "Well, you know they they just got to be joined.
0: You got to get together and you join. You, you know, and she's got to grab him by the." you know, and he's going to, he's going to grab, you know, and, and then he goes, he goes, well, yeah. How do you think flowers are made? I don't need any of this. (laughs) He's a disaster of a character.
1: Yeah. And yeah, they go to this, they end up at the palace, the infamous palace, the palace where this horn is supposed to be at. um, And what is probably the, the coolest display and it's shitty that this is the coolest display it's terrible that this is the coolest display of Akira's magic. Conan grabs a torch and he's like Akira light this and he does like a snap and it bursts into flames which is cool but it's bad that that's the coolest piece yeah. of magic he does in this whole movie. It's bad. Um, arguably the second. We'll get to maybe the coolest, but it's just like mm-hmm. uh,
0: the next that that other part's not cool not either. It's not cool. It's, it's, it's not
1: cool, but so it's a bummer that that's his thing and then you know they're they're kind of slinking through this this cave. They find a, a door lifting scene. Yep. Another. They have a few of these. It's like where he's like, Bambata, come help me. And it's just like an excuse to show off how muscular these dudes are. Conan,
0: it really focuses on his back.
1: He, and he's his like back
0: goes up. And then you yeah. get a shot of um, Princess Jenna just staring at his back. Do
1: you? I didn't notice I that. I would
0: have to, but.
1: Well, of course, but you're an adult at least. It's so <laughs> they're lifted
0: up halfway up and uh, he says, "Malik, see if there's a lock or a, or a switch or whatever and he
1: so they get the the infamous room open the, the room we've been questing towards and as we already talked about in the beginning the, so jenna comes in they get it open there's this altar where she needs to put the heart of aram and so she starts to put it in and this i noted as well as you've already discussed like that's when she suddenly has a mark on her chest yeah Mm-hmm. Never had a mark before this, but she had a mark. She suddenly It's does. like
0: off to the side, like half hidden by her shirt.
1: Yeah, it comes just for the scene and then it's never seen again. So it's not like a birthmark, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it only shows up when she's near the altar. But then how does anyone know she, like her aunt, like how does she know that she has the mark? I don't know. Cross cutting between the scene is Kiro reading.
0: These hieroglyphic runes or whatever. He's
1: reading the prophecy that Taramis had conveniently left out the last part. You know, she told Conan the first part. And so, as Jenna is putting this stone in, flames are building up. There's like commotion happening. But Akira runs over and he's like, If we do this, there's going to be death to the world and that she needs to die. She's the virgin gonna, it's needs a virgin. It says die. a virgin needs to be sacrificed. And he says, He goes, Conan, we need to stop this. And he's like, No, 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 no. She pulls like a Daenerys Targaryen. She walks through the fire, unfazed, goes like this big mouth opens, this big dragon mouth opens. She goes through. Akira runs over and he's a like, Conan, we need to stop this. If we do this, there's death to the world. And Conan says, there's life to Valeria. And I'm just like, oh no, this is this is old Conan coming through where he gets so singularly focused on yes, where it's going to hurt other people. But this time it it might be the world rather than just two of his closest friends.
0: Yes. he He literally says like, What does he say? He's like, it's just pictures or it's it's just writing on a wall.
1: Yeah. He's like, it's just writing like, if that's her destiny, it's her destiny. Like life to Valeria. And it's like, yikes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not just like another just weird jump of character that doesn't feel earned or make sense. Mako's literally like, dude, this I, I gotta tell you something. This is crazy. And he's just like, Shush, not now. It's like, dude, no! Right now, the crazy stuff is happening. If we don't want to do that, we need to know now. Yeah,
1: totally. Whatever. She received. So Valeria retrieves the horn, the infamous horn that we've been talking Not Valeria, about. Valeria, um, Jenna. Oh, geez, see, even I love Valeria. I'm thinking about her. Mm-hmm. But Jenna retrieves the horn uh, that we've been talking about. They quest out. Oh, we also right.
0: got another Crom in there. When oh, the fire starts again, or she yep. walks, she walks through the fire. Chrom
1: but th- so they they're going to leave the temple and then we encounter kind of I guess they're like the keepers of the horn did they give themselves a name do you remember they're
0: like so i wasn't sure at first if they were more guards if they were somebody else and apparently on the second watch i was like this is a like a cult another cult of the um dagath or whatever the keepers of this uh this you know ruin
1: Yeah. They say something like, we've been expecting you, Princess Jenna. Now that you have it, we need the horn or whatever, whatever, whatever. And
0: Mako talks to this. There's like this leader who's another wizard because it's wizard day in Conan world. Everyone's a wizard in Conan world today. And so Mako is like, hey, you're a wizard. I'm a wizard. Let me talk to you. Do you know what it says on that freaking wall
1: back there? The wall says death to the world.
0: The guy's like... I've known it every day since I was born. And he's like, yeah, well, it's fucked. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, nope, when he comes back, he's going to be like, cool with us, but not anybody else. He's like, that's crazy. You're literally crazy. And then the this other guard comes up and he's like, just give us the girl.
1: And then we get to, I think my personal favorite part of this movie is Conan's just like, enough talk. Takes his dagger and just hums it at this that guard Whoosh. and just whoo kills him, him and Insta-kill. then we just we just he takes him out and then we get into a pretty cool fight. So okay. I already talked about how they doled down the violence by doing that like cross cutting where all right sword swing cut the swords already impale impaled. I don't see any like sword mm-hmm. insertion or whatever. They must have saved it for this because this one's bloody bombada goes ham dude dude he takes out five dudes in like one swing the first i was like oh my god the first part he finally uses this kick-ass hammer (laughs) mace bladed thing he's got and he just he's like literally just like crushing dudes and (laughs) And then it's so it's just like he's literally bashing dudes' head. He is heads like in.
0: chest, shoulders, neck, and head yeah. above these guys, just and he's smashing them, mauling
1: them down. This and is it,
0: where you get a scene of the two of them being like Conan and Bombata, yeah, Arnold and Chamberlain throwing down with these guys. It's it's great. And
1: Zula's holding. Her, oh, Zula's great. Zula's holding her own too. She's taking on like two or three dudes. She's like doing some cool staff moves. Of course, Malik's doing his dumb little like double dagger thing, but we're not worried about he that. He
0: literally ducks into a corner to hide because yeah. that's what he does. He hides and then he pops out and stabs people.
1: Conan's like, we got to get back to the crypt because we're outnumbered. We're we to get back to the crypt. Get back to the crypt. And when they get back to the crypt, or as they start to go back, Bombada just keeps going ham. He pumps yeah. one dude in the fucking face. Did you see that part? Yes. It's awesome. Just, it's Awesome. And then he just picks another dude up by the
0: throat. Darth Vader, uh, a new hope. Totally. What have you done with the plans <laughs> moment he's got this dude up? This dude is literally like his own height lifted off the ground in his hand. Like he's just- on By the throat. By the throat. And it's so everyone goes into the chamber where they got the horn. And the two of them are outside with the doors half closed. And they give you like a, mi- a couple minutes of- of them just having an action scene, the two of them throwing down, and it's rules. It's awesome. Then Conan is like, "Get in there," and Bombata goes in. He does his first act of betrayal. He kicks the doorstop, basically. So I guess, so I guess this is the this is the third. Oh, you're act.
1: right because he tried to mow him down on the horse. So this he would mowed him be down the... on
0: the horse, and he knocked Valer or uh, Zula down.
1: Right. Okay. Sure.
0: And so this is now he's like, I'm flipping the switch, but Conan like. Dips in in the last second and he still doesn't know because he's a dumbass. And he's like, (laughs) like, I don't know if he thought that the guy like closed the door so he could slip in real quick and then he'd be safe and the doors closed. So he's like, sweet. Way to go. It's like, no, dude, he was trying to kill you again for the second time. What's wrong with you? Pay attention. Ice this dude. And so then they crawl into this tunnel in the back here and they're trying to escape through the caves and the uh, the wizard comes in. Oh, he's got this really weird arm band clink.
1: Oh, you're right. That's how he opens the door because... And that's how he commands the troops is what it is, which is so weird. It's he- got some sort of energy because if you remember, it was like Bambata and Conan both had to like... Just muscle it up in this door. Up, he, yeah. He he clanks the wrist braces and then the door opens.
0: Well, so I think, I don't know what it is. It's really weird and it sucks, but he does this thing with his arms where he's like, "bing bing," and he twirls them all around. And then he like, and then he like, I just smacked my microphone trying to do this, <laughs> this thing. He like holds his hands up, like in claws, like, ah, yeah. and he's like, cling, cling. Ah, and then he does magic. And that's how he commands the troops, too, because they're all doing something. He goes, clink, clink, and then they stop what they're doing. Mm. And then he raises the door up. And then once the doors open, he goes, clink, clink, and they all go in. And that's and then we get our next Mako scene. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, at this point, they're hiding in the dragon's mouth because when Jenna was retrieving the stone, she's like, hey, there's a tunnel back there. The uh, wizard is about to open the mouth and they're like, Conan, go kill the wizard. And he's like, I don't have my dagger. Otherwise I'd do another sick dagger throw, but it's back at the beginning. I'm not going to throw this fancy Atlantean sword. Yeah. I'm not going to throw my sick sword. This stays with me. And then, so Akira's like, well, there's a better way to fight a wizard. And they have like the lamest wizard duel ever. It's terrible. There's no effects. I don't, I want like, I don't care if they're eighties effects. There's just nothing. They're just staring at each other. He sits down, crosses his
0: legs in front of him and puts his hands up in a weird thing. And then he like crosses his eyes, like, and looks up, like, you know how you, you cross your eyes, look at your nose and he looks up. So they're like in this weird configuration and the other wizard sees him and he's like, Oh, and then they both start, they both equally start going. And then eventually the other wizard breathes smoke out of his nose (laughs) I did hit my mic again doing these. (laughs) I need to get a better angle on this. Breathes the smoke out of his nose. And then he's like, and that's the end of it. And then the door closes and they go running away.
1: Yeah, not great. Anyways, the wizard's dead. They escape. They start to escape through the tunnel. Bombasa takes Jenna in front. And as they're going through this tunnel, he looks behind and everyone in the party is behind them. So he starts taking his sword and he causes a, a like a, a landslide. So this is where he's like, he's like, I'm not no more pretending or
0: anything like that. Like it's just Conan back there. This cave ceiling is a is between us. He just takes this thing, just smashes it against the ceiling so it caves in behind him, and Conan can't
1: escape. Okay, so you saying that it was just Conan back there, that's what I saw too. But then everyone else in the party, like Akiro, Malik, Zula, are all back with him too. I thought it was just Conan. But then it's just Jenna and Bambata who get out. I don't know. You're right. You're right. I don't know if I th- I thought it was just him behind them. I thought it was too. But then I was like surprised when it was like Bombata and Jenna head off. They go back to Shadazar. Well, he was the only one that climbed through the rocks and had right. all
0: the dirt all over him. So I, I think maybe they stayed behind or something like they were going to try and help him.
1: I mean, either it's just poor filmmaking or you and I tuned it out. But either one is fine. Yeah, I mean it, this whole thing is pretty inconsequential because Bombata and Jenna go, and then it's not really even an obstacle for Conan. He's just like, "Oh, okay, well, it's a mild inconvenience. I just need to climb Push on top some rocks of these
0: over and climb over here
1: these rocks that clearly look like foam blocks," as we talked about, kind of the cheapness of this movie. Yeah, for sure. So he escapes, and then suddenly everyone else is able to escape, and that's when he's like, "Oh man, it's it's Bombata. He's he's a traitor. You know, he's." It was all a farce. They weren't ever going to bring Valeria back.
0: Yeah. And and this is where, yeah, like he goes, he's talking to these guys. He's talking to Zula. He's talking to Akiro. He's talking to Malik, And he's like, I've been, I've been played guys. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I I'm, I messed up. And Mako is like, God, uh, Mako's character. Idiot. He's like, he's like trying to like, almost sounds like he's trying to like be sympathetic to him or something. He's like, what about her promise to you? You know, I know that's why you were doing this and we're all let down now knowing that, you know, we've been betrayed, but you know, how do you feel about that? And, and, and he's like, a lie. And they're all just like,
1: yeah, we freaking knew that, dude. What's the <laughs> matter with you? Why didn't you know this from day one? We paid attention after the temple of Tothamon when he totally betrayed you. We all knew that the, from this, the first
0: moment she was like, what do you want? And he's like, nothing. And she's like, how about this? You want your dead girlfriend back? Yeah, I'll do literally anything. Tell me anything. Do You want me to go raise a demon lord to
1: destroy <laughs> the earth? I'll do it. We knew it was not going to happen. Yeah. This is bad news. Well, then Conan says, uh, we need to go to Shadizar to stop Jenna's sacrifice. So at least he's like trying to close up some loose ends and do the right thing.
0: And this is him trying to just like the only thing he's trying to do here is do the right thing. He's yeah. not trying to, you know, he's like, this stuff is messed up. That's about to go down.
1: Let's it's also go. Probably some it. rage. Like if I'm Conan, like You're pissed. I'm trying to run a sword through Bombata as sure. well, like, and I'm gonna like ring the neck of this queen real quick. So sure, sure. time to time to head back. And I think they had mentioned the name of the city earlier, but this is when they're like to Shadazar. and I was like, again thinking, how did that camel end up in Shadazar when it got punched in the face in Zamora? I I I Maybe I assumed camel.
0: that it was the same species. But not the same camel. Oh, I thought it was the same camel. I thought camel. it was like he's like sees another camel and he's like, Oh yeah, camels. I knock camels out. Uh sorry about that.
1: Maybe I, I thought it was the camel and he was like, Man, this town's getting way too dangerous. <laughs> I,
0: I think it was I think it was just a camel and he has this kind of
1: no I'm gonna choose to believe that he packed his family up and then moved to Shadazar. <laughs>
0: So, so Malik has like this moment of, you know, he's like, I'm not going. Why are we doing
1: that? We don't know that I'm nothing. Let's get out of here. He does that again. He's always like, I'm going to hang back.
0: Well, this time he's literally like, let's get out of here. Let's just go away. Let's run. And I do like that Conan is like, no, like, we're we're going back. We're going back. And, and uh, Malik he has says, half a
1: brain because Akira was like, if they sacrifice her, it's death to the world. Right. So cool. You want to run Malik. You'll buy yourself a couple hours. Like, I'm going to go down swinging.
0: But uh, Malik is like, it's her destiny. It can't be stopped. And then Conan, his response, I do like, he just goes, you, you don't have to come. Which is, I, I like the acknowledgement of the unlikeliness of success from him. He's like, I'm going to, I'm literally about to just take myself and whoever wants to go back to this castle full of soldiers to try and stop what they're going to do. And it's probably not going to work out. Yeah. If you don't want to come, you can probably try and go and survive somewhere else, but that's where I'm going.
1: So when um, Malik is giving his little whiny speech here, I just have a note that just says, I miss Subutai.
0: Subutai was so much better.
1: Subutai was was like, let's roll. Let's go. Let's Let's wrap this up. But speaking of wrapping it up, so yeah. we get to the city <laughs> and they're, you know, they bring, they, Jenna and Mabata arrive home. They prepare her for the ceremony. They put her in the ceremonial dress. They've got the horn. Meanwhile, the rest of our, our party is trying to sneak in just like a vastly different sneak scene than the first one. So if you think about in the first one there, the sneak scene is pretty sweet. They're wearing commando makeup. They s- infiltrate this like, creepy ceremony it's like these this red room and they're sneaking and they're infiltrating and this one is like super hammy they're trying to climb down this waterfall and it's just done so poorly because they're trying to climb down this waterfall of course malik has to fall yuck yuck and conan has to catch him but it's like cousin's sister's brother dug his way out of there who cares yeah he says he has like a back like a that's why they're climbing down the waterfall is malik claims that he has a a back entrance or whatever a back tunnel and it's like it's like broad daylight high noon when they start climbing and when they finally get to the bottom it's just midnight i'm like what how long were they climbing down this waterfall 12 hours like it's just
0: well you do do get a pretty good scene though once they go to enter in that tunnel
1: once they get in it starts to get like i I would say i I think the climax is oh you're talking about the arnold capital a arnold moment yes i like that this is catching on (laughs) Yes, I think that's going to be our thing. Capital A R. This is moment. a capital
0: A R. moment right here. Yes, you're right. They they're get up to this, about,
1: so they get to this thing, and there's bars, and they're like, "Well, fuck! I don't know how we're going to get in here." And My cousin,
0: sister's brother didn't say anything about bars, and they're like arguing. They're like, "We're fucked. We can't get in there. We're done. This whole thing is over." And Arnold's not listening to them at all. He just grabs the bars and just bends them, unopening. Like These are thick steel bars, prison bars, bends them all the way so that someone of his girth can fit through. The rest of them are going to be fine fitting
1: through. Totally.
0: And they're all just like, yeah, just, just bend the bars. Let's go. That was a great moment. Capital A, Arnold.
1: Capital A, Arnold. Totally. <laughs> so then we get it an in and then uh, we get into the palace and I think the climax is pretty decent. At least- just visually. And at I this point, agree. you're kind of ignoring everything else that you just watched. And you're just like, hey, I'm going to sit back and watch Arnold Schwarzenegger do some cool stuff. So we get some cross cuts between they're doing the ceremony. So you have the wizard that has the awesome staff that Mark mentioned in the beginning. You have Queen Teramis and you have Jenna. They're
0: presenting this. Jenna is drugged. She's just standing there doing she whatever. She's drugged?
1: Okay. Because that was one thing that I didn't was a little unclear to me because. They
0: gave her something to drink.
1: They might. Oh, right, because she says drink to Dagoth. You're right. She has that red goblet. Okay, and that puts it together. Because I'm wondering, throughout these cross cuts, she seems pretty resigned to the fact that she's about to get sacrificed, because she's kneeling in front of the wizard. She literally like lifts her neck up. Yeah, yeah, and she's like ready to go. Okay, that makes more sense. Anyways, before we get there though, um, so they're you're cross cutting between them infiltrating and them setting up this ceremony, and then we get kind of the moment that I was waiting for this whole time. Conan versus Bumbata.
0: Yes, agreed. Uh, just before we get to that, you get some Metal Gear Solid shit with Conan and them taking out guards, sneaking in, taking out guards, and you get an Obi Wan moment with uh, Conan comes around a corner, sees some sees some guards by the door, throws something past them, and they both turn their heads that direction. The yeah. you know they set their ambush up. They turn their heads that direction, and they're like, what was that? Oh, it's nothing. And then they're back. And then they spring their ambush and take them out. But I just wanted to call out the Conan Obi-Wan scene.
1: <laughs> Definitely. I like it way more through the filter of Obi-Wan because my filter <laughs> was uh, thinking about the cool scene that Valeria had in the Temple of Set where she's infiltrating. And that was like serious, sneaky, pretty slick. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was like, it's like Zulu and Akira kind of like, Zulu, weak weak or Zulu sneaking through. And I was like, but... Through the filter of Obi Wan, way good. better. Yeah, it's way good. better.
0: Totally, yeah, totally. But yeah, then you get the showdown. And dude, Bombata is literally just waiting. Like he he's is a beast. He is not. Um, he is not surprised that they're there.
1: Yeah, credit to him. Like at least he's smart enough to realize. Like I'm going to slow him down with this he's tunnel tunnel avalanche clans, but like or uh, collapse. But this is this is Conan. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming.
0: Uh, and then they square up, and it's a good fight. Yeah, good fight.
1: There are a lot of cool moves. The biggest moment, though, is I have in my notes where it's like a, a kind of a wrestling move. They're doing some wrestling moves, and then he gives him the Mike Tyson
0: mm, Bombada, like
1: yeah. Bombada bites his ear. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as ex- as expected, Conan bests him. I think while so, they're fighting, does he have a line where he like tells? Um, Zula and Akiro and Malik go get the princess go get the girl right yes. he's like I'm going to fight this guy yeah yeah so go get the girl
0: th- this is where I'll kind of wrap up some of my thoughts on Bambata where I, as I've been watching this movie I knew we were going to have a showdown between the two of them Uh it seems like that's the thing we wanted right Um almost kind of like you had the Bruce Lee Chuck Norris you have like these kind of celebrity actors or celebrity people in the same scene having a fight you know This is not on that level of quality of a fight, but it's it's fun. It's fine. We were going to have this fight, but I was waiting kind of for this whole movie for him to have a turnaround on one of two sides. Either he was going to be like, you know what? Conan's all right. I think we're actually friends. Maybe we shouldn't fight. And then they would team up and save the day together. Or he would be like, you know what? Sacrificing virgins is bad. And this girl is good. I should probably protect her. Uh, rather than let her go through this. And then they team up and then... And he does not do that. No. He is 100% on this mission.
1: Loyal to Teramis, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's tragic because throughout the whole movie, he's very, like, very paternal and her to Jenna. And it is a bummer that it was all through all basically a farce just to protect her so that she could come be sacrificed.
0: And then as they're fighting... Conan and Bombata are fighting the statue. They put the horn in the statue and it starts to awaken. I like Mm -hmm. the beginning of this visual. This is cool. What do they
1: say? They say as soon it has to be, the priest tells the queen, as soon as there's any life in Dagoth, she needs to die. So we kind of have to time this right. We have to time this right. And there, so she's like watching
0: intently at the statue that she put the horn in, which is literally just like a, you know, a horn out at the center of its head, like a unicorn kind of horn thing. My and first
1: watch when she kept calling it a horn, I was thinking like a French horn. Like I just <laughs> thought it was going to be like a trinket. I didn't think like a literal a horn. A literal
0: <laughs> horn on its head.
1: Um, and so
0: she's staring at it. They're fighting. Conan and Bombatz are fighting. And then I liked this first visual of this statue because it just kind of starts to lean its head back so subtly. It's the exact statue that's been sitting like a statue. It starts to lean its head back. And you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be crazy. That's statue's just coming to life. That's not supposed to happen. And uh, she goes, kill her. Kill her now. And so the priest grabs this fancy looking dagger. He goes to cut her throat. And Zula comes up. Spear throw at the last moment. Spears the wizard. She does not die in time. And then you look back at the statue and it's like... Turned into some real...
1: The spear throw is badass. Yeah, it's good. And it's not a cross cut. You see it fly through and you see the wizard just get...
0: Impaled. Yeah. And then that statue starts looking pretty nasty. Hell yeah.
1: Hell yeah. But at this point, we get another... Capital A Arnold moment. Arnold uh, Conan shows up. I don't care if it's for a second. He shows up on the same ledge that Zula was on. With he's an got, axe, he's got an axe in huge one hand axe. and a huge sword in another. Just yoked out of his mind. He looks amazing. <laughs> and I was, I just, I was like, the sword and the axe is so badass. And I was like, I'm, I'm all about this. Yes, agreed. And he's just standing up on this uh, ledge and he's just like. And without hesitation, just jumps down because he sees this gigantic monster. So Mm Dagoth has come to life because they didn't complete the sacrifice. So he's come to life as this nine foot, ten foot gigantic monster. And Conan's just strapped up, ready to go. He jumps down
0: and there's two guards below him. He just comes down, takes them both out. I I wondered, uh, someone that I was reading their their take on this said that they thought that maybe Bombata's death may have also satisfied the requirement to have a virgin sacrificed?
1: Oh interesting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, do we know when the Elite Guard are castrated? Is it like is it like a unsullied thing? They're captured when they're there's kids. No, there's no knowing. So you're, I telling don't know. me the, you're telling me the world building of this movie isn't that deep?
0: Yeah. It's like they didn't even tell you he was a eunuch yeah i don't know about all that because this thing still turns into a real nasty looking monster and do you know who's inside the monster oh i totally do andre the giant oh yeah
1: so good <laughs> great did you see the set photos of uh yeah
0: him and uh holding up arnold yeah, between the so two it's of like them?
1: andre and wilt chamberlain and then there's like arnold like amazing m- dangling behind him and he looks like a child fantastic incredible what did you think when you first saw this
0: uh this monster
1: I'm down. I'm always down for, at this point in my life, I'm always down for practical effects. I did read online, it took something like five or six puppeteers to run this thing. So it was like one guy had the arm, another guy had the other arm, and this, that, and the other. It's a shame that we only really see almost like chest up.
0: Yeah, you don't get a full body of it. Yeah. You see like the feet when he goes to step on someone, or the tail when it whips around, and then it's arms, and then the head. And it's got this like creature of the Black Lagoon look to it. Sure. The swampiness, this webbed fingers, and this, the horn, of course, is on its head. And it's got no bottom jaw, just like this top jaw, and then this like tentacle y things underneath. Uh, And then it's got this tiny little
1: mouth, sideways mouth. Little opening.
0: On the top of its upper jaw. That's weird looking.
1: And Co- so Conan comes up to fight this thing. Well, and he wants to fight fight it alone.
0: Well, the first thing that it does when it you when you first see oh, the reveal right. of it, the very first it goes, Wah! and it shows up, and it's horrifying. And who's in front of it? But Queen, what's her name? Teramis. Terminus. And she goes he right on that horn, Pow! impaled and lifted up. Yeah, she's toast.
1: Thank God. Yeah. She's she's gone yeah that was great but but conan wants to fight this thing alone and he i I like the scene where he's like get back like he like Mm -hmm. he doesn't want his because again like it's nice that he's showing for me anyway caring about them yeah he's like comparing like this is different this is the strongest foe i've ever fought and so like i don't want my i don't want my crew Getting mixed up in this, and he
0: goes at it with a huge axe and his sword, and he he they he's just chopping at it. It literally he's just hacking these weapons into the flesh of this beast.
1: Yep, but the beast is pretty unfazed for the most part. He's not really deterred too much, and eventually, Akira. Explains to him, yeah, what oh, to wait. do. I'm, I'm sorry, before we get there, there is one moment where I guess Malik kind of gets a cool moment. So uh, Malik throws this dagger and impales it, stuns the monster, it doesn't hurt him, it roars, that, it roars. That buys enough time for Kiro to say his horn, the horn that they quested out there, is the source of his power. You need to re- um, retrieve the horn. So Conan hears this. He's what does he say? He says, Uh, his horn is his life, yeah, something like that. But Conan discards his weapon. Why didn't you tell us that before? Why didn't you tell us
0: that before we went to have the showdown with the monster? Say, If you know something about the monster that we might fight, why don't you say, hey, just so you know, if the monster comes up, the
1: horn is its life. I don't think he, you know, until he saw it in action, maybe he just, you know, a little bit of a brain lapse.
0: I think they were writing this movie and they were like, wait a minute, how
1: can they kill this monster again? (laughs) Probably. Probably, right. Um, so Conan discards his weapons. He jumps on the back of the mon- Dagoth, the monster. Grabs the starts, horn. Starts ripping out this horn. This seems pretty gnarly. It's gnarly. Because it's like pretty gross, actually. Fleshy looking.
0: It's like peeling flesh, ripping flesh.
1: The prosthetics look real nice here. And they start, he starts ripping out this horn. It's real gruesome. It's real graphic. He rips out this horn. Dagoth is defeated. It kind of stumbles up the steps
0: after. You get the um, really epic Conan music, right? After he rips out the horn uh, and Conan stands triumphant. He goes, he, he goes up on the top of the steps. He throws that horn to the side and picks up his sword and the music is swelling. The monster is climbing to the top of the steps slowly on its hands and knees and looking defeated. And then mallet comes up and he kind of taunts it and gives it a little stab and then steps on it. And captain Morgan, uh, man it's got to get
1: his little moment,
0: puts his leg up on it. Like he's standing on the barrel, Captain Morgan style. And, and they're all just kind of like, yeah, we did it cheering it on. And then we go right to the conclusion scene,
1: right to the ceremony. Yep. So we get right to the ceremony at this point. Princess Jenna is now queen. queen I, Tiramis. this
0: scene was a nightmare and really tore away. Even some of the good stuff that they did in this movie.
1: Yeah. How so hit me. So,
0: Zula, she comes up. She's the first one. The princess is handing out awards, right, to everybody. She goes, Zula, I need a captain of the guard. And why couldn't a woman do it just as well as a man? Why don't you take over? And Zula's like, yeah, I want to do that. No, that's not what Zula wanted to do. She wanted to follow Conan until she died. (laughs) That's literally what she said. Why is this all of a sudden a good idea for her to be the captain of the guard at this palace? She doesn't want to do that. Why are they making her want to do that? It
1: literally does not make sense. I mean, Conan gives her permission. But they all have to look. He back gives her get, permission.
0: What they all have to look back and they get do. Conan's it, approval. She looks back at him, and he nods his head. Like, did you want to go with Conan or not? I guess not. Well, who knows what she wanted? To, is that what she's been dreaming about all this time? Is becoming the captain of a guard at a palace?
1: So then Malik goes. Malik goes up, and she, you know, and he's she goes he goes, well, wizard, if I only had a brain. Not, oh, I mean, yeah. uh, hey, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, uh, Princess Jenna. And she's like, well, I hear every queen needs a fool, so you'll be my jester or whatever. You
0: literally said at the beginning of this movie, yeah. or at the beginning of this podcast I episode.
1: And <laughs> yeah, this is I what had, happens. Yeah, I was like, this guy's a... Clown and he becomes an official clown, he becomes her literal clown. And it's not him. That's not
0: what he wants. He's obsessed with money. He wants to steal things and get rich. He doesn't want yeah. to tell jokes. She's like, I hear it. You're you know what? You've been really funny on this journey. You, you said a lot of funny stuff. And and he's like, oh, you know what? Actually, I don't care about money after all. You know what I've really wanted to do? Stand up comedy.
1: I mean, he's also a coward. He's a huge coward. Maybe he's realized, like, I got to get out of this game because thievery has led me down this path. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> and then apparently, even though they spent this whole movie determined to show otherwise, she says, well, the world's greatest wizard come up to me. And well, I don't even remember. What is she? I think oh, she, she just wants says, knowledge. Like,
0: yeah, she's just she, like, I'm just a kid, you know, and like, you're real smart. So, like, maybe you can help me make good decisions and. And he's like, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. So they all want to stay with her. They all want to stay there. I guess. I mean, I guess they do. And then she uh, she 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 makes her her proposal, her real proposal here.
1: She calls up Conan in his fur speedo. Again, he's in the oh, fur yeah. speedo. Back at in, this point. He was
0: wearing pants, I think, for the last fight The last Beans, he, he was he in had pants. pants on. Yeah. and uh, now he's back in the speedo.
1: Yeah. Back in the speedo, she comes up and she was like, rule with me. Be my king. And uh, he says like, nope, I'm going to find my own kingdom. Yeah, I'm going to be, gonna find, yeah, king myself. I'm going to find my own kingdom. I'll find my own queen. I'm going to do things my way. And uh, for so she's like, all right, cool. But before you go, I guess I have to kiss you. Oh, uh, You don't. You no, know, we don't need that. We really don't. She leans in and gives him a kiss on the lips. Yeah.
0: He does not kiss her back.
1: There's no emotion. He doesn't kiss her back. Again, let's emphasize that this is put one in the pro column for Conan. He wants nothing to do with this child. He does let her do it, but you know, he doesn't um, kiss her back. So,
0: and then as she's eyes full of tears at the thought of him leaving, he walks away. And then we get the, the closing narration. We get the same scene in the end of the first movie We get him on a throne with, ironically, his father's sword is the one that's there next to him. And this big glaive uh, blade next to him. And we get, you know, Mako's narration. He would later become king by his own hand. And then the text at the bottom, a story for another
1: time. He says something like he he wanders throughout the kingdom and eventually, uh, whatever, whatever. But... I mean, that's, and that's a wrap on Conan the Destroyer. That's the end. That's Conan the Destroyer. Not great, man. Just, <laughs> just not a great movie. Um, <laughs> which I, I think is we've made pretty, pretty abundantly clear at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's just really not a whole lot to say that we haven't already said. It's just the humor doesn't really land. It's a bummer that the you, you take a project that was clearly crafted by someone who really loved it. I mean, regardless of my feelings and the the jabs I took at John Milios, he clearly loved that movie and put his whole into it. And he is a talented guy. And not to say that Richard Fleischer isn't, and apparently he was subject to studio manipulation and they tried to do the whole, make it more juvenile so it appealed to a greater audience. And it just falls flat in every way. I, I already said how I spent a lot of time thinking about that first one this week. I can't imagine there's much I'm going to be thinking about, if anything <laughs> about this one this week, I just don't, uh, I don't see it happening. And man, it just cannot be said enough just how much of a downgrade it is to go from Subutai to Malik. Woof.
0: Woof is right. Yeah, I think at this point, what else is there for me to say? I love the first movie with my whole heart. I will love it. I will watch it over and over again for the rest of my life. I'm not going to go back to this movie again, probably ever. I really believe that. Um, So no need to... (laughs) go any harsher on it here but uh you know one of the thought i had was uh can you imagine taking conan the barbarian and stripping it to pg like what would be left awful it would be terrible (laughs) and that's basically what they did here Uh, so it's it's hard for me to love that first movie so much and then have this movie be the one that comes after it that's really disappointing definitely and that pretty much is going to wrap it up on Conan the Destroyer. This has been 10 Years of Arnold. If you're enjoying the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as it helps to spread the word. Also, if you do love Conan the Destroyer, we would love to hear from you. And you can write into to us at 10YearsofArnold at gmail.com. Dustin, what do they need to do? Gotta spell it out. That's right. That's T E N years of Arnold at gmail.com. If you're really enjoying the show and wanted to give us a small tip, buy us a cup of coffee, soothe our pain from having to watch this movie. We have a Kofi page over at Kofi.com slash 10 years of Arnold. Dustin, one more time. What do they have to do? Spell it out. Spell it out. K O dash I.com slash T E N years of Arnold. We would appreciate any contribution. Our artwork is by Antonio Garcia, music by John McMichael. Join us next week when we will be discussing The Terminator. Thanks again.